0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the TuckCast with a splash of bourbon. Hand sanitizer. (laughs) We are recording live here in the Silva studio here in Silva, North Carolina. Along with me this evening, we have the Bearded Wonder Bobby. Yep. We have Diesel Dell, and we have a special guest here with us, uh, Steve, otherwise known as the Georgia... Drifter, that's it on Instagram and social media. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia Drifter is in the house here this evening. As we come to you,
1: everybody, like and follow the Georgia Drifter. There absolutely.
0: So doesn't um, it have an
1: underscore. Georgia yeah. underscore Drifter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So we we thought we'd get together once again this week and uh, just say hi everybody and hello everybody out hey. there if you're watching and listening and all that good stuff like that. Um, I put out a little thing on uh, Facebook earlier today. If you folks had any questions, to be sure to send them our way. Nobody sent any questions. The one question was about buying a shirt, and Dale Dale replied back about our web store being up. So
2: www.tuckflyshop.com/shop. Get yours now. Free shipping while it lasts.
0: There we go. Dale Dale has another profession we didn't know about.
2: We we can play that at two times speed. That could be the micro machines, man. That's it. Oh man, man,
0: micro machines. (laughs) I was too old for micro machines. That dude. Coming at you real fast battery sold separately. <laughs> no, those those didn't have batteries though, didn't they? But that was good. It's been a small
2: battery. Gosh. What that? What was that Hot Wheels that there was something the battery sold separately. Was yeah. like, watching Nickelodeon or something.
0: They all did that in all those commercials. It was real fast. It's like uh, like a new car ad. You know, they give you like $299, 299 a month, but then at the end of it they do the disclaimer and you yeah. can't hear it. You know, but legally they gave you this the disclaimer.
2: Well, um has anybody been fishing? We got a fishing report?
0: Uh, no. no I, I'm no. afraid
2: to go fishing. I don't want to be accused of guiding like, and get like, I don't want rocks thrown at me and stuff. So I'm just kind of staying off the water. I've been too busy. So yeah.
0: has anybody <laughs> been fishing in our house? Yes. Tanya and Braden went fishing. Uh, they caught fish on corn. Ooh. corn. I saw
1: the, the fish in the Rubbermaid tub. Yeah. Did that come home?
0: Scott's, no, it didn't come in our house. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. So so they did hit on corn. Anybody that's out there fishing? Uh, corn,
1: corn is the, corn, the thing that's cor- working. This corn, corn, corn was the that thing. That
0: means the yellow egg patterns are working, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> so, But no, I have not. in that rain we got. You know, I got hmm. four inches at the house. And I think we were very fortunate at our place. Yeah, you were. Uh, You guys got quite a bit more than we did at, at the Messer Hacienda or whatever you call that place. The like Messer the, Manor. Messer Manor. That's right. And uh, like the wind, we didn't get the wind. We got a you know a few cracks of thunder, a little bit of lightning. I stayed up to after four o'clock that morning just in case there was a warning to be able to. Shannon was movement. ready to get in the bathtub. No, just whatever we have to do. yeah uh, had the mattress there. off the bed. <laughs> I had the hur hey, I had the hurricane lamps. I ha- I had the candles. I had the flashlight. You flies. got to sleep on the couch tonight.
2: I Sorry, had, I had we everything. Got the mattress in the and I know it's seven a.m. He rolled through that house. Morning, everybody. No, morning, I, I did not. Morning.
0: I got up and I went back to sleep. Well, when I went to bed. I ain't got I,
2: no power to take a neighbor shower. Yeah, no,
0: no, I didn't do that. I probably slept about three o'clock that day w- once I got to sleep because I didn't get to sleep. And I was.
2: Bobby, what what kind of damage do you have? We're going to do a damage report. We're not going to do a fishing damage, report. Damage reports. Damage reports.
1: Report. Uh, we've got five mudslides, landslides in our neighborhood. Two of them, three of them in the road. So the road's messed up really bad. But Tuesday, they're supposed to start working on it. Yeah. That contractor's quick.
2: Fantastic. Who is it, Chuck?
1: Uh, Scott. I can't. I don't remember yeah. his last name. Scott we, something.
2: We don't want to promote him, but unless but, he wants unless, to pay us, unless that's right, <laughs> unless <laughs> unless he wants to give you a break
1: on that road. But yeah, it's uh. It, let's just put it this way. It's a lot of dinero. Yeah. To fix it, a lot. Steve, any damage?
3: No damage. Uh, just a a muddy river in the front yard.
2: Yeah. So Steve, Steve, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later as I try to figure out this gimbal thing. But Steve lives uh North River Road, so he sees that that wall of water coming. I tell you what was that Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday night it happened yeah. that, that yeah. looking at the gauge. Anybody watching or listening go go take a look at the gauge on the uh CFS USGS water data site of I don't know if it's still available to see. I guess historically it would be. Yeah, you can look at it. But man, it that shot was up insane. The tuck of CG in Bryson City almost hit 30,000. I think it peaked at like twenty six 27.
3: And it came up quick.
2: Yes, it did. I we're, we're looking at waiters over there. This gimbal's done turned around and looked at waiters. Nobody <laughs> even told me. Um, hey, it's on my phone. It looks at
1: waiters right now. It's
2: oh, thanks, man. <laughs> and Shannon's, Shannon's playing with his phone. But uh, no, I, I told <coughs> Shannon
3: I kept waiting for the uh, colorway apartments to come floating by. Whoo! Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, I, no, it was a lot of rain. One day, that little pier out there at Carol's cabins is gonna go They're right
1: across from me. Well, you. the
3: one in front, in front of the house, was underwater Monday morning.
1: Hmm.
3: Uh, didn't get in the road, but it got close. Man, that
1: Buffalo Trace is good. <laughs> I actually uh <laughs> Barker's Creek got hit really hard. If anybody yep. that lives around here knows where that's at. That uh several spots that the roads undermined, people lost their driveways, their bridges on their driveways. The church up there at the split, it was completely covered in mud. The entire parking lot.
2: Shannon, so, you said uh Scott Scott's Creek came up nine feet.
0: So yeah, Scott's Creek came up to uh, over nine feet on their gauge. Uh, that's flood, obviously flood stage there. It dropped down. It's, it's back down to 3.8, uh, as of yesterday. And it's actually clearing up quite good too. Uh, but yeah. it, it got up and it's receded back down pretty quickly. Uh, I was look, that was one of the things I did was I was watching uh, a lot of stuff about a lot of the stuff in ancient history on TV and, uh, was watching the, uh, the gauges in the radar and you could tell who was getting, getting the rain. Of how quick these places are sh- shooting up, really, really fast. There was some did, impressive numbers on the USGS sites. Across did you the watch Oregon. that
4: Great
2: Lakes drained?
0: I haven't seen that one. There, That's there's not, one about where they, the oh, Niagara kinda, Falls. They, is
2: they find that Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh,
0: hmm. is Jimmy Hoffa? They they find Hoffa. was that know? that song, The Edmund Fitzgerald? Remember, they never. I, I don't know what, what you're they never about. found Jimmy it's, Hoffa. It, no. the Teamsters.
3: He's uh, he's buried in Patriot Stadium. No, I it, thought it was in a, a Meadowlands, but <laughs> the
0: Meadowlands <Medellins, laughs> is gone, man. That's right. See, we know, you know, get, got to throw a little bit of that in there, a little bit, of, a little bit of sports. Uh, looks like the MMA thing got shot down by the Disney. They yeah. they shot was down. Was
2: that was that that turned out to be almost like the fire festival? I mean, that could have mm-hmm. went
1: south quick. Yeah, it wasn't the best. Uh, Jaw Rule? Yeah. So. WWE's laying people off. Who else Wrestlers. was there to lay off?
0: Wrestling in front they, of nobody. Well, they made Wrestlers some big cuts. They got the XFL is I think for sale declared for bankruptcy.
1: Shocker, man! That was a uh, bad timing for them. Wasn't it?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And then you look at uh, the WWE came out yesterday. They laid off uh, one of the one of the officials has been with the company for twenty three years. Um, he he got furloughed or just the flat walking papers along with several walking papers. <laughs> well, pretty good talented athletes, walking boss. you know. I say entertainers. I mean, is that you like call them sports entertainers. They they got walking papers and uh, nobody's really doing anything live right now, so uh, they're they're kind of stuck out there like everybody else. And uh, it's 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 one of those things where welcome welcome to the our world at this point in time a little bit.
1: It's unfortunate. But so yeah. Steve, how's it to be retired through all this?
3: Well, you know I've had a lot of. I, I'm supposed to be in the Florida Keys right now. Oh boy! Mid-April every year I go to the Keys <clears throat> for a month and. Uh, And the governor's closed all the boat ramps down there. Yeah. So that that trip didn't happen.
1: Slide that mic closer to you.
3: And we were talking about it before you you got here, Dale. It's a sad state of affairs when you you can't go to church, but you can go to the liquor store. (laughs) (laughs) And I was debating with one of my buddies who is a uh, behavioral psychologist. He said, well, you gotta have liquor stores open because all the alcoholics will get depressed start committing suicide beating their spouse and so on and so forth yeah. and i said well <laughs> if, if if the governor in florida don't open these boat ramps up in the keys i'm gonna start taking <laughs> hostages because because and another buddy of mine he said well you know the fish will always be there right but but somebody that tells me that has never fished the tarpon migration
2: yeah yeah
3: because yeah. you're down there in the keys mid-june it's over
1: they don't watch CNN. I don't no. know. You need to call Joel Dickey well, because he put a video up today showing late summer, and uh, it was baby tarpon, right? What's his name was down there from Cahuta, Andy. Yeah, and they were they were doubled they were up, up on two tarpon. Yeah, yeah that, way to go, Joel.
3: They, uh, you do have the resident tarpon down there, but but the big migra- masses of migrating yeah. tarpon
0: they move through and you know, move on out. But do you know? Spe- speaking of tarpon. <laughs> I, and I what got a Shannon going to. No, he harping, man. So I, a, Shannon's in pirate mode over I, here. I tell you, give us a profile shot there. Look, that's turn a, to the right. Like, <laughs> so much. It's like yeah, yeah, I just went to Long John Silver's. You know, you know you went to Long John Silver's, y'all. Met, oh yeah, you yeah. know at Long John I used Silver's. To. I didn't know what I didn't know what that barbecue place was downstate, but I knew Long John Silver's. This is what the Old Long Smithfields. Yeah, that too. You know, but this here is and it's like what the guy works behind the you know back there putting that greasy you know. You know, it's uh, because he just got right. off the block. R, arr. arr. <laughs> what would you like today? R. some hush puppies. Arr. the
2: buffet at Myrtle What's Beach. Arr,
0: <laughs> arr. <laughs> would you like some butter on that corn? You walk through the
2: crab, Shannon, get into this place. Shannon, if you need a reference for the uh, buffet at Myrtle Beach, uh, you got it. Arr. I, just need an ear,
0: I just need an earring. I guess a piercing and I've got it. Huh? Arr. Oh, you think anybody Lord. will eat buffets again?
1: I was wondering about that. I don't know, that. man. Don't know Golden I Corral. That'd be a I was wondering, yeah. For, yeah. For yeah, no, was, yeah.
2: So cuz cuz you think about this. All right, so the uh, Bring
4: Harrah's, your own
2: spoon maybe. Harris employs a lot of people here, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean
1: casinos. Yeah, I'm Woo! sure. Ouch. There's a lot of a lot of turn. I don't know. Touching of stuff there. I poker, you, poker chips, cards, chips, arm bandages. Well, yeah. and
2: even even you, you know, you can't just say like um the escalator. You know, we'll, we'll do the touch screen stuff because I mean you was somebody gonna go around wiping that thing?
0: Well that's what they were doing. A lot of these fast food joints was going to the touchscreen ordering system, eliminating people behind the counters.
2: Yeah. But then you still only take one person to go wipe it down after an order. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It it's really going to, you know, change the shape of way things are done.
2: It's gonna be interesting to see how long my debit card lasts um getting hand sanitizer on it. <laughs> it's kinda <laughs> like uh I'm wiping that thing down. They hand it back to me. I
1: wipe that thing down. I mean you, you talk Chick fil A, you don't have they don't touch it. Yeah, you can do just go they, ahead and order just, by your app. They make you swipe it. They, well, they hold the machine out that's right, and you swipe yeah. it. Well, how about the thing at Duncan?
2: You know, if anybody goes to Duncan, some of these drive-through windows have got that swipe thing right there, but they don't ever use it. Never
0: use it. I wonder if they even them, yeah. work. I wonder if they'd even work. Yeah. You know, is
2: that what that thing is? They're, yeah, what little, they're, they're going to
0: have to yeah, do is, you know, we've had some customers come in when we were open with the uh, cards with the chips that you just kind of hold close.
1: Yeah, a little tap.
0: That's all cards that got to go to a tap. I'm yeah, surprised, like, and, that. and then where you can just boink it. I'm, we're ta- I'm we're surprised. Tappable. We're tapable. Yeah, we're yeah tappable. we are. But I'm saying everybody's cards got to be that way. So when you go to the the thing, you just go boink. I'm surprised the fast food touchless. restaurants
1: don't have the uh, like the gas station where you just insert your card right there, like at the window or at the register. You know, um, where it's just like a fixed. We gonna have something tool. like that.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But where I was going on this path about tarpon was. Oh, back to, so, back to tarpon. So, <laughs> so back to tarpon here, back on the fishing side of things. Sorry, your buff was, just took it away. So I've um, so been watching this Waypoints TV uh, when I can get decent internet signal. When the boys, Everybody go check that out. That oh thing's awesome. There's some yeah. good stuff on there. And, and did really, to And really, you know, watching that, yeah. uh, you know, some of that Silver Kings, uh, not, a, not a paid plug, but uh, Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Yeah. yeah. Hearing yeah. some of their um, biologists talk about um, the regulations. That regulations you may have in place in Florida to protect the tarpon obviously don't exist in other states and they've actually tracked these tarpon There's going. No up, laws in North up, Carolina. What about, what as about far Cuba? as Virginia. Yeah. And and it's kind of where I, I've learned some stuff about some of these other species that I've seen pictures of you go chase over the years uh, and other guys down from Big Pine Key and places like that uh there that i would have never thought we would have those particular species off the coast of south carolina north carolina and in virginia you know tarpon i think is a certainly a warm water fish down in the keys area i did hear somebody for sure, but,
1: getting one yeah. yeah they go all the way up to virginia they, yeah. they ride that gulf stream kind of stay well that
3: you know? that springtime migration <sighs> that, that water temperature it's a magic number and the mullet come in to spawn and then the tarpon follow the mullet
1: and, and then it, steve follows the the tarpon <laughs> he's and like then, right Steve, by him. steve's there with a mullet no,
4: then, then <laughs> the hammerheads
3: come in and uh try to steal your fish when you when you hang up but yeah the, the bt and t they've done a lot of tagging and a lot of those tarpon migrate down to mexico and, yeah uh, where really. they they aren't protected down there and people harvest them and eat them but uh but yeah I, that's that's one of my favorite places big pine key lower keys area and then uh here lately, I've been fishing a lot in the Flamingo, in the Everglades. I,
2: Flamingo.
3: I started out there That's as a little say. kid. My dad would take me there as a little kid, and, of course, it's changed a lot. But, uh, yeah, snook on the fly rod, awesome. Uh,
2: I never realized how spooky snook were on the fly. I mean, I've, I've seen the shows, you know, ESPN Saturday mornings kind of thing, where they, they, they go hit the snook with, you know, bait casters under docks or with lights or whatever but man when you see a snook sitting on a flat and that fly line crosses their back they gone
3: yeah yeah well we uh down there in flamingo you're casting under mangroves okay and there's not a lot of sight fishing there is some but most of the time you're just blind casting Mm -hmm. but you'll get on a school of them fishing with like a stealth bomber or top water yeah and they'll they'll hit at it four or five times before they finally hook up Sometimes it's right at the boat. By the, you're about ready to lift the fly out of the water. And, and that's awesome. Hit. But uh, So, yeah, you know, I, I used to trout fish a lot, but I kind of got that salt water in my blood now. <coughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's well, good. Yeah. You'll come back. You'll well, be like, I, yeah, let me come back no, I, do, trout.
3: I, I still, well, like last spring, you know, I, I went down there and I caught 100-pound tarp, and then the next week I was up here catching six-inch brook trout. Yeah. And just as much fun. You that's know? right. It's just a different kind of fishing.
1: That's right. It's fishing. They got yeah. fins. Well, tell <laughs> us tell us a little bit about your drift boat. Oh, uh, it's the name see. Georgia Drifter.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, the the the, the Drifter moniker came from uh, back in the late '90s. Uh, one of my friends started up a website called North Georgia Trout Online. It's uh, ngto dot org, and I became involved in that organization. And it's a four hundred one c three. It's a nonprofit, and uh, was on their first board of directors. And I had a screen name on the message board. I was drifter because I was one of the first ones that ever had a drift boat around around here. I guess the, the first person I, I knew that had a drift boat on the East Coast was Gary Taylor.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
3: He, and that boat is over in the fly
1: fishing That's museum.
2: That's right. I dropped it on my toe.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, we helped carry that I'm, through the s- door. I'm
2: still recovering.
3: Well, I saw Gary over on the Hiawassee tail race. I used to fish that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, I'm going to have a wooden drift boat when I... There were no fiberglass drift boats on the East Coast. Shipping was cost prohibitive. And so people were building their boats. Mm -hmm. And so in 1998, I built that boat. And uh, my screen name was Drifter on NGTO. And then as I migrated over to social media, Drifter was taken. So I was the Georgia Drifter. So that's how that came about. But uh, yeah, that wooden boat was built in 1998. Still got the original paint on the hull. No kidding. Uh, Most of the varnish is original. A lot of people... We'll'll we'll say, "Oh, wooden drift boat. it's too uh, maintenance intensive and and it's not. You take yeah. care of the boat, you know if i if I fish it and it gets wet on the inside, then I'll let it set outside a day or two and dry before I put it in the garage. Yeah, but you know, you take care of it. they'll last a long time.
1: yeah
3: uh, so yeah, I, and, and and that's kind of how I found the house over on North River Road. I came up here one weekend fishing with a buddy of mine. This was seven years ago and the whole purpose of the trip and I'd never fished the Tuckasegee. I I'd, I'd crossed that river bridge over there probably hundreds of times going to the mm-hmm. park backpacking and fly fishing. And never considered even fishing the Tuck. Didn't even know what it really had knew if it had trout in it. And uh, so about 7 years ago a buddy of mine invited me up to come fishing with him here and my, the purpose of me coming was to learn the access points on the river. Mhm. And and I told him one day I said hey let ride around show me the access points I, I didn't have the boat with me that weekend and we waited and caught tons of fish caught some nice fish they were real colorful looked like they'd been in there a while and I told Brent I said man you've been holding out on me this is awesome awesome fishery and so we're riding around looking at the different access points and back then that was before Duke Energy built the boat ramps yeah yeah so we had the mud what we call the mud hole That's access right. access. And then uh, Mr. Blankenship's cabin. Yeah. And it was kind of tough to bring a drift boat s- downstream of Savannah Creek. So we were having to pull out at Savannah Creek. And, What's that uh, Mr.
2: Blankenship's cabin that we found out was Miss Stewart's?
3: Yeah, yeah. That's another story. <laughs> it's another day. But, uh, so, uh. So I noticed all these houses for sale as we were riding around, and that was that was back when the housing market tanked. So I was able yeah. to find this foreclosure on the river that was everything I wanted. It was on the DH, uh, had a garage where I could store the drift boat, and uh, so that's all that. It's
2: just about. right size too. I mean, it's not like it's yeah, yeah. It's uh, anything enormity. I mean, it's no, just,
3: it's got three small bedrooms. And, yeah, and I built bunk beds in the bedrooms because I knew I was going to have a bunch of guys up visiting all the time, and and I. I tell everybody I grossly underestimated the, the physical ability of my fishing buddies because nobody can climb in the top bunks. <laughs> so, so the top bunks. Either
2: never, that or they got overactive bladders. <laughs> they don't want to tell you.
3: Well, like, <laughs> obesity, overactive yeah. bladders. Uh, the list goes on sciatica. Vertigo, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> so the top bunks never get used. That's hilarious. But uh, so, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we've had fun with it. And, That's and, cool. And I've gotten to where now I I float most of the time. I, I wade every now and then. But I, if there's enough water to float, I'll float.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen you wade.
3: Yeah, it, not much, uh, you know. It, it, His and, name ain't Georgia
2: Wader. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's one of the reasons for the drift boat. We would go <clears throat> to the Hiawassee and fish. I don't know if you ever fished that tail race over near Reliance. Yeah. But back in the mid-80s, mid you could go over there and catch 15, 16-inch fish on dry flies, and they were holdover fish.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And we were having to do it out of float tubes. Mm-hmm. And you get over there, and they open both turbines up, and you're out there in a float tube. Uh, you've got a death wish. I mean, it's 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 tough. Yeah. And people have drowned. Well, you yeah. know, the people yeah. have drowned on That's that right. tail race. So, And then we'd get back to the campsite at the end of the day, and your knees would be aching, your back would be aching from wading and floating in that tube. And I made my mind up then. I said, "I'm going to have a." Dr-. I saw Gary Taylor in his boat. I said, "That's the way to do it." I'm going to have me a drift boat. So, I looked around, couldn't find any on the used market, so I ordered ordered plans and uh, went ahead and built one. So, well,
1: that's cool. This is self built. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's neat. And I I tell you what, to me, it's even more impressive. And I've been to to Steve's uh, Fisher's Fisherman's Cabin. I don't know what he calls it. I can't remember the name he's got for it, but in in the uh, the living room area is it a quarter scale half scale ha- half half scale of the boat hanging on the wall it's it's impressive it's it's really a work of art for sure
3: yeah i had fun with that i was in the workshop one day and it was bad weather and i had lumber left over and i thought well i'm just going to build a half scale model so i had the blueprints just uh halved every all the measurements and uh and that's how that came about but uh and then I didn't have anywhere to put it. So when I bought this house up here, I brought it up here and hung it on the wall.
0: Well, the other part about people not being able to get into the top bunk is because everybody eats so well. <laughs> I was about I to mention river. that. If, Man, you, if food, you're going down the river and the food, you smell something good, it might be the, the food's green really, egg. The food's really good over there for we sure. Do, we do. Yes. Uh,
3: and that's funny. You, you hadn't mentioned my God service yet. <laughs>
0: Disclaimer, we'll let you do that. <laughs> disclaimer, <laughs> this- I do
3: not have a guide service. I do not guide. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I have two drift boats. I'm babysitting a clack of a buddy of mine that's overseas. So I have two mm. drift boats. So, and I won't mention any names, but there were some shop owners and guides who thought, well, okay, this guy, he lives on the tuck. He's got two drift boats. He's got to be a guide. So like... Once a week, somebody's coming up to you. Hey, man, are you guiding? I heard you're guiding on the tuck. They
1: haven't slashed your tires yet, right? Yeah,
3: no. I, you know, and I could tell there was a little bit of, a little bit of angst there. Little, little
1: Raised the eyebrow on that yeah, question.
3: Yeah. And I'm where's like, this guy from? And I'm like, well, let me rephrase that. I guide, but I don't get paid for it. I yeah. Have yeah. Pe- I have people come up and stay with me, and they're like, I'll say, Hey, you want to do a float? And they're like, Yeah, come on. So, uh, so yeah, I, I show people how to fish the tail race. Yeah. But I don't get paid for it. Um so anyhow, I got tired of people asking me if I had a guide service. So I said, Okay, yeah, yeah, I got a guide service. And I had stickers printed up and it's called the Skunked Again Guide Service. Skunked Again. And we go where the fishing stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and if you float the river with me in the boat You get a sticker, right? If you do not catch a fish, you get a sticker.
0: Well there you go, see? <laughs> and it has Pepula pew. AKA the skunk on the stickers. I've seen so a few of those stickers cool. floating around the shop. It's pretty here. cool, man. Yeah. So, uh, got the I've got a
1: question for you, Steve. Our our good buddy Jim Eric from down, he's down towards the Salisbury area. Um, he wants to know what kind of wood you used for the boat.
3: Oh, okay. There's a combination of, uh, of lumber in that boat. And that's the hardest part getting all the various types of lumber together. Um, the plywood, marine plywood is, uh, dug fur, the uh, gunnels are red oak, the uh, frames, and they're called frames, they're not called ribs. If you call them ribs, you upset all the wooden drift boat builders.
2: You make Bobby hungry too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: frames are Alaskan cedar. Man, And uh, that's cool. So you could probably get by with other types of wood, but they Though that particular design, it's called a McKinsey drift boat. They, uh, the design originated in New England with the lobster fishermen. They would have to paddle out through the surf to check their traps. So they, they built these skiffs with these upswept bows to, to thwart off the waves as they were going out off the beach. And then in the 30s, when the economy went south, a lot of those lobster fishermen moved to the Pacific Northwest, and went to work in the timber lumber industry. Uh-huh. Well, now they had a red, readily available supply of plywood in 16 foot lengths, if that's what they chose to. And now modern day builders, we have to use a scarf joint. We have to scarf two 8 foot, 8 foot pieces together. So when you say a 16 foot drift boat, it's actually about 15 six because you got a scarf joint. But uh, so yeah, you 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 uh you get all these different types. Uh, these types of wood, I guess, are, are used because of their properties, their their strength, their lightweight, and
2: uh, uh, that I never knew that. Yeah. That the whole lobster thing.
3: Yeah. So so yeah. So they they took that lobster boat design to the Pacific Northwest, yeah. and they adapted it to the Rogue River, yeah. the McKenzie River, and some of those. Uh, salmon fisheries out there on the, in the in the Pacific huh. Northwest and the reason they're so so uh, so good in whitewater is they've got that upswept transom yeah, and that upswept bow so when you're sitting in current the current is going under the boat, it's not yeah. pushing the transom yeah, Whereas, it's kind of lifting the boat rather yeah, than Yeah, if you were in a, like in a John boat that current would be pushing the transom so you can hold the boat in current with like one stroke of the oars you can actually go backstroke upstream to fish a mm-hmm. run a second time. Um, so yeah, the design is perfect for whitewater, and and I've got a what they call a plastic shoe on the bottom of mine. It's a UHMP ultra high molecular plastic. They use it on conveyor belt systems, but it's about a.
2: Sounds like that stuff Clark Griswold was putting on cereal. <laughs> <laughs> later dudes <laughs>
3: yeah. but uh yeah i got a piece of uhmp on the bottom so i just slide right over the rocks and, yeah uh,
2: and uh, have you been over that fall the falls in dillsborough with it
3: i have not now uh, jason cole kind of taught me something watching him float down to the falls uh-huh. fish it and then back, back straight, up back yeah. to the ramp
2: that's that's the dillsborough lake is what we call that folks
4: <laughs>
3: yeah and uh yeah, so.
2: That's fun. I take my family out, and we'll do that some.
3: Yeah, if you don't have a, a, a lot of time, and also if you want to fish at dark, uh, it's a good thing to do.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Shannon Shannon caught his first bass down there. We did that.
0: Yeah, we went down there, wasn't even messing around.
2: Topwater, <laughs> orange boogle bug. <laughs>
0: so, obviously, uh, living in Georgia and doing uh, all the other uh, – uh saltwater species what uh what drew you to western north carolina and maybe more specifically the jackson county yeah
3: yeah um i started trout fishing when i was probably 16 years old and the only game in town down down there was the chattahoochee tail race well in the 70s and 80s the tail race was a phenomenal fishery
2: and then Um, alan jackson made a song and it was over
3: (laughs) (laughs) uh uh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Way I had to go there. there no, on on the I went to school with Alan. Did you really? Yeah, that's yeah, right, we, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's another story. But anyhow. <sighs> um,
2: we ain't got nothing but time
0: right now, Steve. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> St- so, Steve yeah. is full of stories, by yeah, the way. Yeah. We might have so, Steve on again just to finish them, some of them.
3: Most of them are true. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was fishing the tail race, and that got old in a hurry. So another buddy of mine that like to backpack and fly fish for trout. He stumbled upon, and I don't know what, how he found out, but he stumbled upon Hazel Creek.
2: Yeah, you don't just stumble upon no, Hazel no. Creek.
3: <laughs> I don't know how he found it. but he, Unless you fall off the ridge. But he invited me to go. He said, man, you got to go. You got to go. So we took a long weekend, drove up from Atlanta. And I, I've told Shannon this story. Back then, this was probably mid to late 80s you had to go to the ranger station to get your backcountry permit. There wasn't even, there wasn't internet then you had to physically go and sign the forms. And yeah, I, I can't even remember the, if there was a fee or not, but we would always go to the range, the deep Creek ranger station. That was the closest ranger station to Fontana dam. Mm-hmm. We, we would take the ferry over to Hazel. Uh, so we, our first, we would leave, uh, I'm from Noonan, Georgia, which is about 45 minutes south, south of Atlanta. Um, uh, Allen Jackson's hometown. So we would leave Newnan like 3 a.m. We would get up to the Deep Creek Ranger Station when they opened the door, be the first ones in, get our permit. Then we would go over, come out of Deep Creek, and we would stop at Clampett's Hardware in Bryson City. Yep. Now, this was the real Clampett's Hardware that was on the corner. Yep, yep, yep. Which is now like a gift shop. Yeah, it's like a general store type thing. And Clampett's is now, I think, a franchise, maybe True Value or something. Ace, yeah. Yeah, yeah but we went to the to the real deal <clears throat> Clampett's hardware and they had the fly box on the counter and it had all the smoky mountain patterns most of the ones you see in Roger Lowe's tying book were in that display so we would stock up with flies that was our second stop by there by now it's like 9:30 in the morning get our flies then we would hustle over to Fontana and try to make the 10 or 10:30 ferry over to Hazel Creek we yeah. would go in on Thursday morning in Stadel Sunday afternoon. So that whetted my appetite. And that got to where that was a two or three times a year trip.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And, I mean, we really got to know Hazel Creek well. And then we started branching out and doing backpacking, Forney Creek and Nolan Creek. And then we would do stuff, do crazy stuff, like come down from Clingman's Dome and fish the headwaters. Um, so, yeah, that's how I kind of found Jackson County. I, like I said, I come across that bridge Dozens of times, never in my wildest dreams, thinking I'd own a house on the Tuckasegee River. Um,
1: I never thought I'd own a fly shop. (laughs) So here we are. uh,
3: (laughs) So yeah. So then it progressed from wild trout. Uh, My boys grew up fishing Hazel Creek. That that was a springtime trip every year spring break. We're going to Hazel Creek, and and as just little kids, they got very proficient. And you guys know how tough it is to catch trout on Hazel Creek, and. And and both my boys were were going to Hazel Creek when they were seven and eight years old, mm-hmm. and then from there, we 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 started going to Yellowstone, doing the backpacking out there, and and uh, I always told them they were always timid, intimidated when we would go to Alaska fishing or we would go to Montana fishing. They would be a little timid. And, you know, I don't know if I can catch trout out there. And I said, look, guys, if you can catch trout on Hazel Creek, you can catch trout anywhere in this country. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, you know, it's there's, technical. Yeah. There's so much involved from stealth to fly selection to the leader you build and, and tactics and and uh, so that's how I found Jackson County. It, it all started with the park.
0: Now we we've we've had this conversation in here, you know, just sitting around shooting a breeze or at your house and stuff like that. But I, I know that you've kind of said uh, that this area. Is really a destination for a lot of people, yeah, and you yeah. tell, tell us why you you feel like that, and what made you feel that way before? i don 't know if it's before you bought your house or yeah. after you bought the house
3: Well, coming from middle Georgia, I mean there is no cold water fishery, so north georgia there's there's a cold water fishery, but and I always tell everybody and, and I hadn't had a Georgia fishing license in probably fifteen or twenty years. And I tell everybody, drive another 45 minutes, and, and the fishing is twice as good. It's just a matter of I like hearing that. Geography. Yeah. I mean, seriously, we're 45 minutes from Clayton. Yeah. You know, if you're going to go fish Warm Woman or Chatuga. Much
2: love to our Cohutta and Unicoi <laughs> friends. <but laughs> come see us <laughs> come after on. the Rona's yeah. over.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on. But, uh, so – throw that in that, that it's from from that area atlanta that area is the it's, the it's the closest most consistent <laughs> wild trout fishery yeah to to the metro area um couple that with um the history um i i bought in and, and another another way oh. i got turned on to the park in this area up here back in 1976 don kirk published a book called smoky mountain trout guide uh-huh First edition, I still got it, got it over at the house. It's all battered and soiled, but uh, I've got notations in it. But if you've ever read Don's book, he's got a lot of history in there. Mm -hmm. For example, the chapter on Hazel Creek. Not only does he tell you about uh, hatches and how to fish, where to take tactics, techniques, but he talks about the history of the stream shed, who lived up there and why they don't live there, the cemeteries. Yeah. uh, the revenuers and Uh moonshiners and it was fascinating a lot of history there so i I read don kirk's book cover to cover in 1976 and started checking off the streams like i say uh, forney creek hazel creek eagle creek um all the north shore streams i fished and backpacked all those um so yeah you combine the the quality of the fishery with the history and then if you're staying in Bryson city or Silva, uh, especially nowadays, you know, you can go eat, you can walk a half a block to a brewery. You can hear live music. Yeah. It's just a good atmosphere. And, and, and I think, especially when you get older, when I was younger, when I would come up here to fish, I felt like I had to be on the stream from dark to dark. Cause yeah. I was only going to be here three days, four days yeah. tops. But now that I'm retired, I'm up here a lot. Uh, you know, you met Chuck. Me and Chuck will sit out there on the deck. And I'm like, well, Chuck, you think you know, I think we ought to go fishing today? And he's like, ah. Fire up that green
2: egg.
1: Yeah. Let's do this. He's, he's
3: like, no, let's don't get, say, say we did. Yeah.
4: Get, go get me another long neck. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
3: so and, then, and, then you know, we have the concerts here on Friday nights out at the park. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's a destination for people in the metro area. It's a, it's a good weekend. Uh, if you're bringing your spouse and – she doesn't like to fish. I mean, you got you got all the shops, the antique places, the entertainment, uh, the casino. A lot of guys. And spas now too. We got spas. Yeah, popping up. yeah. A lot of guys drop their wife at the casino and then go hit the the Ravens Fork. You know, I would never do that, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's an option.
1: Give your wife that Velcro wallet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, since I'm not on our life, is there any other questions for him? I, I haven't seen any, but
2: sometimes my feed here doesn't uh, doesn't pull them up. Doesn't pull up. If anybody's got any questions so, for Steve, there's uh, there's one story I want you to tell since you're comments.
1: talking about the park, and this I think is fairly recent that you did this, but tell everybody about the jet that you went looking for that oh, crashed yes, in the park. Yes, yes, That's yes, a pretty yes. cool oh, story. Is excited.
3: Real nice. Real nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there, there there's a book out called Mayday, and it's about every plane crash in Smoky Mountain National Park, and. I had read about this plane crash up uh, Kephart, Prong. And it was an F-14, uh, mm-hmm. Navy, Navy or Air Force. I can't remember.
0: It was uh, F-14 is uh, United States Navy. Navy.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Shannon uh, Navy, resembles that, Navy, that uh, remark right now. U.S. Navy.
3: Thank you, Seaman Messer. <laughs> um,
0: oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> so, um uh, the, where's Fred? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Y-M-C-R. So
3: then I had saw on the uh, on a message board somewhere people were talking about this plane crash on Kent Park Prom.
0: Up uh, Cabin Flats.
3: Cabin Flats. Cabin Flats. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Cabin Flats. Cabin, cabin Flats. Bradley Fort to Cabin Flats. Okay. I'm getting old. So anyhow, I see on this message you don't sleep
2: on the top bunk either, too. Buffalo Trace. Negatives. Sometimes I don't even get out of. I don't even get out of the recliner. Buffalo Trace is gone. (laughs) He he gone.
3: So, so I I I started seeing on these message boards about this plane crash on Cabin Flats from I don't know 1980s or sometime, and but nobody had pictures, and I was like
2: Sasquatch and Muskie.
3: Yeah. So I was into photography, so I. I thought, doggone it, I'm going to find this plane crash and do some quality photography. So I waited to the fall when the foliage was turning. I did my research, and I thought I had pinpointed just based on the, the book May Day. It had a chapter on the, on the crash. And based on the message board, people finding pieces of debris, I knew the main crash site, well, I say the main crash site, the main debris field was close to a particular feeder stream. So I had my handheld GPS, and I knew if I got to that feeder stream, I felt like I I could find it. Well, let me back up. What happened? They, they, they were These two jets, these two F-14s, were on maneuvers from Warner Robins Air Force Base down in South Georgia.
2: Man, it's hot there.
3: They would come up and fly over the park and do maneuvers. Well, they touched wings in midair. One of the aircraft limped back to Knox County Airport and landed safely. The one that crashed in the park, the pilot ejected, parachuted down, his chute got hung in a tree up uh cabin flats he was able to get out of the chute and as he was coming out on a trail the rescue team was coming up and intercepted him apparently he had an perb or whatever it is they have but what happened is his aircraft he was in the air in parachute the aircraft came down on a, on a kind of a long glide slope and hit the treetops up on the ridge where the at is well when it hit those trees it was going so fast that it just disintegrated.
2: Mm-hmm. I've seen part of that debris.
3: Well, the thing that stayed intact were the engine cores because the engine cores are so heavy and so solidly built, they didn't disintegrate. Well, one of them wound up on Cabin Flats. So I got my backpack and went up there and hiked all the way up to Cabin Flats. And if you ever fished up there, you know Cabin Flats trail dead ends. And there is no trail beyond the backcountry campsite. The stream is the trail. So I go up there and got up there late that evening, put up my my tent, got a good night's sleep, got up the next morning, got my day pack with my photography gear, tripod, took my fly rod, started fishing up cabins flats. I was catching a few brook trout, a few rainbows. And I get to this feeder stream and I still hadn't seen any debris. So I'm getting a little disappointed. I thought, well, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm at the wrong feeder stream. So I keep hiking, keep hiking. Finally, I start getting to some cascades. And I'm like, no, this is way too far. I, I've passed it. So as I'm coming back out, I'm fishing the deep holes. And I get to this one deep run. And of course, you fished up there. You know that water's crystal clear. And I'm fishing this, this pool that's about four feet deep. And, I, and I'm drifting a nymph through there. And I look and I saw what I thought was a beer can on the bottom of the stream. And I reached down with the purpose of picking up the beer can to put it in my pack to haul it out. Well, it was a piece of the fuselage. It was about the size of a notebook paper, piece of notebook paper. It had the, the kind of the light blue-gray paint on one side. It had the aircraft flush-mounted rivets on it. It had a hinge on it. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I'd already asked the ranger before I went up. I said, if I find any of this debris, can I remove any of it as a souvenir? He said, yes, he said, if the item was there when the park was created, it's an artifact or a relic and you can't, you can't move Mm -hmm. it. But if it was deposited there after the park was created, it's pretty much litter. Hmm.
1: Interesting. It's a good way to look at it.
2: (laughs) I hope hope that nobody ever gets confused with otters and F-14 debris.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, matter of fact, I, (laughs) I got that little piece of fuselage over in the house as my little souvenir from that trip. So then I kept fishing on down back toward camp, and I pull my rod, my line up, and I'm changing out my fly, and I look, and there's the engine core setting under a balsam tree about 10 feet up the riverbank. Wow. And so I went up and set my tripod. I've got some really nice photos of the engine core. So then I started walking around, and I found like a half-moon shape of the uh, engine cowling still intact. It was laying... So the more I looked, the more I found. There was nothing large. The the engine core was the, the largest piece. How
1: mm-hmm. big was it? Te- like
3: uh, About the size of a beach ball. Okay. And it probably – I tried to pick it up. I wasn't going to re- remove it. I tried to pick it up. It probably yeah, – Leave probably, no trace, Steve. What's yeah. in that backpack, sir? <laughs> <laughs> it's just an engine core. <laughs> <laughs> an F-14 engine core. With time <laughs> machine. It, it, it weighed uh, – I'm guessing it probably weighed two or 300 pounds. Yeah. And I had read where a Boy Scout troop had actually gone up there with the sole purpose of removing all that debris, uh, of course, either they didn't find all of it or obviously the core was too big to move. But
2: uh, They so couldn't yeah. find Eric Rudolph for about 10 or 15 years either. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. That's the, I mean, it's,
2: things are easy to hide. I know, I mean, no, you I, walk I know. right by somebody in the shrubs uh, and not know they're there. I, oh, absolutely. Speaking
3: but, of Eric, have you had your picture taken in front of the dumpster? I hear that's like a that's like a out behind food line. Yeah, the the, the, the Murphy Eric, the Eric Rudolph dumpster. I mean, it's like a tourist attraction. Holy cow! You yeah. go over there and take your selfie.
1: Well, <laughs> he was the he God was, bless Cherokee County. He was the hide and seek. I'm going to save time. I'll just do it in front of a dumpster up here. Yeah. somewhere. you you would go up. We'll there just was, say a, it was? There was
0: a uh, there was a a little old country store going up toward Nantahala Lake. You'd stop in there, and they had a somebody had done like a drawing, you know, like a piece of you know white paper, and put. Uh, uh, you know, national hide-and-seek champion, Eric Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, And I think those FBI agents would stop in there and get a drink or something like that, and it was taking a pretty yeah. good swipe at him. Well, sure. that,
3: I got a funny Eric Rudolph story. I, uh One of my buddies was on the, uh, he's an FBI agent, he's on the Joint Terrorism Task Force, and he was assigned to the Eric Rudolph detail. And, of course, they were staying in a hotel over in Murphy. And I would come up here to go trout fishing, and I would come up through... uh Blue Ridge, Mineral Bluff, uh, McKaysville. 60 Spur. Yeah, 60 Spur. And then come through Murphy. Mm -hmm. And I was going over to Robbinsville to go over to Fontana Dam. Well, just about every trip I made that first six or eight months after the bombing, that McDonald's parking lot would have like six or eight black Suburbans with blacked out windows, six or eight antennas sticking out the top, and FBI agents wandering around the parking lot drinking coffee with their commando BDU's <laughs> on. So I called my buddy when I got back to Atlanta. His, his name's Felipe. Felipe was from Colombia. I said, Felipe, you're not going to catch Eric Rudolph dressed dress like Rambo <laughs> trumping through people's Get pastures. Get to the chopper. Trumping through people's pastures and backyards. First of all, you're going to alienate the populace and they're not going to help you. I said you need to put on some fly fishing gear, get your fishing rod, yeah. and go walk those trout streams and fish and mix and mingle,
2: or just wear turkey camo year round, or turkey, turkey
3: <laughs> or get in a deer stand. That's it. You're not gonna catch it, and you know,
1: but. orange hat, yeah, you're ready to go.
0: Yeah, let's neither. Neither here nor there, but th- th- very, very true, very true point. And back on that, one th- one thing about the uh, F-14s and F-15s, F- which are basically similar. And we're track, back. <laughs> is that the engine itself. <laughs> Let's go back to Long John Silver. Yeah. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> You got some malt vinegar, sir? Arr. I wasn't a malt vinegar. Well, so, there we go. Man. There it is. I wasn't a Shannon malt Shannon takes vinegar. the bait. That's right, man. <laughs> you know better than that. The rabbit trail. Shazam, <laughs> baby. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but but those engines, but those engines, you had, it's a dual engine aircraft. And they're large. They're, uh, what's this, how long is this table, Bobby?
1: I don't remember. That was five years ago. It is. Ago. Uh, it like 10 feet. 84 inches. Yeah, I'm going to go with about nine feet.
0: Okay, so those engines were probably as long as this table or maybe a smidge longer. <laughs> there
1: just happens to be a tape measure lens yeah, here. we got oh,
0: we gotta keep our social social distance here, oh, that's why it's there. eight that's foot right. nine inches all right so so roughly those engines would be about as long as this table here yeah, you know uh they're they're quite large, general electric engines, if I'm not mistaken there um uh, they they they're massive so. If um, th- there'd be a lot of components to that particular engine, a lot of piping, a lot of electrical components mm-hmm. on that I want, particular. Did,
1: did that book say if they like went up there and removed anything that they were worried about people finding, like yeah. top secret, yeah, classified were, stuff?
3: They, matter of fact, the salvage company that do, does most of the aircraft salvage in the park is based in Griffin, Georgia, which is about forty-five miles from where I live, and we I've had actually, a big
2: football stadium right off seventy-five. Yeah,
3: I've actually landed in an aircraft at that airport and saw the salvage equipment out there um and i forget the name of the company but they did the salvage and the first thing they got were all the avionics yeah, on the yeah. aircraft uh and you know the other components i don't know that they're that where the the trade secrets are that valuable yeah, yeah. but the avionics probably you we know
2: were. um that company's working right now there was a plane crash in the park last week. I heard was, was there? Right there. Yeah. yeah, this this Man, I dude. I totally missed it. He pretty he he missed the runway and landed in the treetops. Well, uh, I heard his plane What had runway a was he trying to go to? I don't know, but it was he ended up on the back side of uh he ended up on the back side of Clemens Dome. So
1: He missed the runway by ways. <laughs>
2: yeah. But I mean the dude walked away from it. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, the the way I read the article the aircraft had a parachute.
2: I read that too. The I, aircraft itself? The aircraft yes. had
1: a parachute. And they, that sound, sounds like an ultralight thing. That right. sounds yeah, safe.
3: Some kind of home-built experimental or something.
1: Who knows? <laughs> he said, "I'm going to fish. I don't care if it's closed or not." That's <laughs> yeah. like, he was like, "I'm getting he, in, he, boys. Got, <laughs> he got into the park <laughs> with nobody else. <laughs> he,
2: he didn't.
0: He, he had a plan, man.
3: So yeah, the book Mayday, fascinating book. Who wrote of, that? Do you know about it? I don't. But if you, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Um uh, uh, And they've got it in the visitor center over at O'Connell Lefty. But uh, a lot of these plane crashes are by streams we fished so it, it's kind of neat to hear about and then you go back and fish the stream and you're like
1: well there you go next time you see a piece yeah. of trash it might not be what you think That's it right. is right or it may be a beer can or it could, <laughs> or be, or a could be a beer can if you're <laughs> on deep creek That's it's probably right. a beer right. can
0: now, now speaking of speaking <laughs> of uh you know f-14s and top gun and stuff like that did you guys see that uh, see that commercial uh i seen it this week with uh, maverick going into the uh, into the store i haven't seen this he, he goes in he's got his flight suit on and stuff and you're like he gets out of the car, he's got the maverick helmet, the face shield down, all that goes in, picks up some stuff, some some tic tacs, and leaves. Gets out to the car, takes his face shield off. It's actually Tom Cruise, <laughs> and I'm like, This and it was kind of a neat, kind of a funny thing there. But you know, they've got that new Top Gun movie coming out sometime. I think they pushed that I'm to looking the fall for, now. That's I'm a looking, lot of lost revenue. I'm looking just, forward to it, no, man. I, sure. I
2: went to um. Oh, don't need that. About put a uh, panda (laughs) face on Shannon. Um, (laughs) Speaking of uh, uh, movies and stuff, kind of, we're really digressing now. Sorry, Steve. No, it's all um, good. The kids, they they saw on Apple TV that the Trolls movie was out. Like, Trolls, Trolls. I mean, the kids love some Trolls. So (laughs) we go look at this thing. All right, it's not in theaters, right? It's going from Hollywood straight to your TV. Boom. To Rent. You ready for this? What was it like forty bucks? Nineteen ninety nine.
1: Holy! Spirit. Well, all right. So that that uh, I mean I understand going yeah, to the movie theater. I know, but man, Absolutely. I mean yeah, there's four of you. Nineteen ninety nine is a good Probably deal. Probably a pretty good deal. <laughs> well, but man, my TV. If, if four of you went to the big screen, how much would it be? Now the problem
0: at the Messer Manor is going to be the fact that number one, our internet signal is not good enough to be able to get it. That's right. So that's <laughs> that's the problem. There's that problem. There's a yes. the problem that I'm not watching a
2: forty foot. Screen too, <laughs> with Dolby Digital surround sound. You can put a white sheet on. So, the
0: so when you rent that movie. How long do you have that movie? It's like a 24 hours. I don't know. I hour. was so
2: scared I was going to accidentally buy it. I, I, I like
0: I turn just,
1: the TV on. I'm curious. Do
0: you do you own it as a digital download or is it a rental?
1: It's a rental. No, it's like, a rental. Is it a rental? Have you yeah. ever used like voodoo or anything like that? You can rent or buy movies. Uh, like have, have you, you ever done what? Voodoo.
0: Oh, I've probably been voodooed before, but <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I didn't know but, what he said. No, you, no. When but you rent
1: that, when you have it for 24 hours.
0: Gotcha. No, our our, our internet is so bad we can't stream. Yeah anything there but i did see where that you know happened brayden he hadn't cared about you know he hadn't asked about seeing it
1: uh but uh he's worried about fishing in turkey hunting.
0: he's worried about fishing man his turkey hunt kind of got quasi but uh you know that stuff he's not
1: gonna go turkey hunting.
0: no i kind of got squashed they were doing that pre like the youth the youth oh. thing there but with all this stuff going on that kind of got put on the back burner so that's that's fine too he didn't come but. to my
1: house if you to Ten- turkey and- take
3: him over to the water treatment plant that's
0: why <laughs> Yeah. So we hear out the car window, so, so cast and blast, shoot turkey uh, in the turkey.
2: Apparently, there, there's a pickup truck somewhere in Graham County <laughs> with a camouflage recliner in the back of it that people just blast turkeys out of.
0: <laughs> Is that the guy off moonshiners?
2: I don't know. Jim I mean, Tom, Jim Tom? No, he I, can't drive. Rye whiskey, rye whiskey. I will neither can <laughs> confirm nor deny that. So.
0: We can't get in to go see anyway. No, oh, wow. so
2: but, you know, so a guy. This poor guy, he. Uh, this is a crazy story. This fellow lives in Swain County. I forget his name. All right, it's in the Smoky Mountain News, I think. He lives in Swain County, and man, he had a hankering for some ice cream. Jesse? Oh,
3: yes, 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 yes. I heard all about right, this. All right, there's I gonna read. be a movie about this one day. <laughs> he, he's gonna get paid. He, <laughs> he, he, it's he a sad wanted
2: day. a cookout milkshake. Homeboy's gonna get paid. <laughs> he <laughs> left <laughs> at like. All right, so Swain County has a curfew right now, um, 10, 10, PM ten p.m. to six a.m. And it right? just
3: has passed.
2: Yeah, it, it just took
3: effect like Tuesday.
2: That's right. That's right. So when I went turkey hunting, I uh, yeah. might have—I'm not sure—I might have sure. I been in violation there. But this dude just wanted some cookout, so he drives over here to Silva about nine forty-five. Get some ice cream. Get some ice cream, right? Because in milkshakes—they are not milkshakes. It's they're ice cream. cream when you get them, right? You you need a spoon. <laughs> so he's he's coming back into Swain County. Goes to a roadblock. They they write him up. They scratch him a ticket, thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. For being out past your bedtime. <laughs> that's and, the curse. And it was,
3: it was like 10.05 p.m. Yeah. So and it he, was on like the second day that the law took that's effect. That's
2: right. And and here he is on the side of 74 in a constitutional crisis debate with with some of Swain County's finest. And, and we do appreciate them. They actually got a note they checked on the shop the other day down there in Bryson City. Oh, I do appreciate did, man. It, that. Is That is awesome. Yeah. So they gave the roadblocks a rest and I checked on the shop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but thousand dollar ice cream, just don't but be this late dude is in town.
0: He's
2: taking it to court, and it's like, okay, yeah, he's got a chance. And then I read, uh, Mister Shows has decided to rip himself. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there it, a, there it goes. Got a for poor client. So my wife works. He's a two year old turkey. Been hunting four years. <laughs> my wife works
1: with a, a lady, and they live in Swain County, but they work here up here at the hospital in Jackson County, and um, they were having trouble with their dog he was real sick and stuff so they had to bring him to the emergency vet which is the 24-hour vet that's in Jackson County so it's like 1 a.m in the morning they dropped their dog off and I mean this dog was throwing up blood stuff like that I mean it was in bad shape so they're going back and they got pulled and the guy said what are you doing out so they told him and he's like well I need to see proof well the dog just got dropped off at the vet like they haven't billed them or like they have no proof they have no paperwork and she said I can show you where I called the vet's office you know when we were um, Calling to tell him that we needed to come up there and meet him, and he's like, "That's not enough. I, no. I I need proof." And she's like, "I don't have any proof." And he was he was you know about to write her a thousand dollar ticket. She said, "The only proof I have is if you go to the back of my car. Um, there's a bunch of blood and dog hair. You can go look at that." And, and, me <laughs> and my wife were like, "You told him there was blood in your back of your car, <laughs> like." Yeah, now, that's that's not how you get out of. Maybe no. don't tell an officer that.
3: <laughs> now the homicide detective is on his way. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but, like getting
2: everything in your trunk thrown on the side of the highway at 10 p.m. Yeah.
1: So, anyways, he looked at that, looked at her phone, and he let him go. But he was he was about to write him a ticket. So, thousand wow. dollars. Yeah.
0: So, so at what point, and and can they actually enforce something like that?
2: So, uh, according to an email I got. About the six-foot rule and guiding, is that the the DA, um, the district DA, is that she is going to prosecute these things?
3: My question is, what is the charge?
2: It, it is a uh, second uh, class two misdemeanor.
3: I mean, what is the charge? I know it's a yeah. Misdemeanor. Like, what's the charge that they actually say it, this is what the, the mis-
2: yeah, I don't know uh, what that's called. Uh, I don't it, know. It, I don't want them to write. I'm too close to Steve because that just looks. Funny. At some point.
3: <laughs> At some point, some the commissioners, I'm assuming that Swain County, had to draft an ordinance, a county ordinance. I know it's not a state law. Right. A county ordinance establishing the curfew and in violation. Yeah. Yeah. So then I think the constitutionality of that curfew law is going to come into play. And I thought it was a traffic stop. I don't think it was a checkpoint.
2: Well, I've been over there, and you got to go through a couple roadblocks. Um um, they they do them at high. That, that high was Creek my question.
3: And, if if it was a traffic stop, what was the probable cause of the stop? stop? Uh huh. Or did you just have a hunch?
2: Right. Which
3: is not probable
2: cause. Well, you know where the the westbound right-hand lanes falling off the side of the mountain on seventy-four just past the hot Creek exit. Mm-hmm. Um, it bottlenecks right there. That goes down because of the cones. Yeah. Yeah. So they have been doing roadblocks there because oh, it okay. it, set, it it narrows traffic perfectly for
3: them. Well, if you if if, if they were doing like a safety checkpoint yeah, right. for DUIs and whatever, then I think it would have been a good stop. Yeah. But if Buddy's just riding down the
2: road. and pulls I mean, I guess him, if that curfew's in effect, though, and you're riding down the road, there's probable calls right there.
3: Not necessarily. He could be a doctor or a nurse coming home what, from work.
1: What about your, your friends, Bobby? What'd they? They just got pulled over because they were driving down the road.
2: That's what I'm saying. If, if
1: that. Well, this. Hey, effect. he's he's he used to be a cop. He could say that's yeah. I've that's been, probably I've, not probable cause.
0: Once gr- a cop, always a cop. I've yeah. been grilled on this numerous <laughs> times. So, so, so that was my question: Is when can they enact a curfew? My my thinking or understanding was: you just don't enact a curfew. There's got to be some kind of emergency. I I don't know if COVID it is an emergency to enact a curfew. Especially
3: that, in a county where you only have like one or two cases. They have none still. I think Zero
0: that's, I think that's the point that we have to look at here. And this is where this is going to get interesting. If he had legal representation, I'm, I'm like, y'all. Maybe he's an attorney. We don't I mean, know. We don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, we, that's a good point. we, we know attorneys that have a house down there. I mean, we, we know yeah, that. Right. So it's de- definitely plausible. But, I mean, I think that's going to be the question. Of all these curfews, I mean, look what's going on in Michigan for Pete's sakes. I mean, it's there's other places that experiencing a lot of things right now, and people are feeling like their civil rights are being taken away. But what
3: about these the, people that are getting charged for going to church? Absolutely. You know, that's going kind to of wind up. There, there's going to be all kind of case law coming. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let, well, a I lot would, of this
1: stuff's just going to get dropped. They're going to dismiss it. Let me it let out me out
2: say. Out yeah, but then, we, then
3: you're going to have the civil actions. Yeah. We
2: had eight inches of rain the other night, and we still got a burn ban. No, they no, lifted, no, the, they burn lifted band. the burn ban this morning. Yes. Well, guess what? We got fires over there out at Solly now. Yeah, from well, lightning but, but, strikes. So, Solly and Meeting House are on fire. Yeah, they're so small. They, they lifted
0: the burn ban. That well, that they good. They so did. to
3: bring this back to fishing, yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I've, absolutely. We so to bring this. I've got buddies calling me saying, "Hey, can I come up there and go fishing? Am I going to get jacked up if I drive up there and go fishing with Georgia?" Plate, sir.
1: yes bobby's riding the road looking for i him. am looking for everybody <laughs> <laughs> i call so, in every license plate
3: so i don't know what the answer is
2: um you know the uh talking with some folks um about this uh, that are more in the know than i am about emergency orders and uh law certainly um day trips are are okay but you better pack your lunch you know, because if you come into that's North right. Carolina.
3: You can't, there's no lodging.
2: That's right. There's no lodging. Um, and you're not supposed to go to the grocery store. No campgrounds. Don't go to the gro- You're supposed to quarantine for 14 days if you come across the state border. So we obviously, Jackson County, there's too many ways into Jackson County and out, for, for that matter. So they're not going to be able to put the roadblocks up, safety checks like Swain and Graham can do. So day trips, you can't stop. But I would say as a resident, trying to keep my family safe and certainly for everybody in this room, is just pack your lunch, don't go to the grocery store, come with a full take of gas, you know, so that you can get back home and and try to not even touch our gas. Because, I mean, that's how it spreads is, is people traveling. We're a very mobile society. Shannon and I were talking about that one day. Um, but, you know, at the same time, too, is, is when you drive down River Road on Saturday, man, that place was packed. Yeah. There were guided trips. I saw
3: probably eight or ten boats.
2: Boat there were private boats, there were commercial guided boats uh there were uh commercial guided way trips, and in the way trips you know they're not they're not standing six feet apart, they're standing like a foot apart, and you're touching grips you know you're you're passing rods from one person to the next and and nets maybe Um fish and fish but but yeah, it just um it just we we we've really got to take a step back and make sure we're practicing these things on the water. Because we saw what happened in Florida, you mentioned it, is um, they closed all the fishing. All the boat ramps got closed.
3: Well, it was actually worse than that. They did not close all of them. Um, I've got a buddy that lives in Everglades City over on the West Coast. And Miami-Dade closed all their city parks with the Uh. ramps. So now everybody in Miami came over to Everglades oh, City.
1: Yeah, so it just made it worse.
3: He said there were boat trailers on that first Saturday morning after they closed the ramps for a mile in both directions Holy on the God. side of the road. People had launched and had to park a mile away. Wow. He said it was unreal. So you've created a worse situation yeah. by closing the, the the ramps in Miami-Dade and everybody. Is, and, and they're doing the same thing with, with parks, yeah. hiking trails. Yep. Yeah. You know, this park's closed, but this one's
4: open. They're so just
1: okay. narrowing the corridor. Exactly. Everybody just got I did see they, they closed Blue Ridge Parkway finally.
2: Yeah, the, that, that mm. sort of worked out perfect for them. They, I read that they had all kinds of trees down, from the obviously, storms. from those storms. And so they just closed it, and I think they said, you know, let's just go ahead and keep it closed. Yeah. And, you know, my fear is, is, you know, some of these things closed until August. I understand that makes it easy for them not to have to write numerous orders, and let's just write one order that's going to cover us for a while, but we can lift that order you know, if, yeah, if, if it deems did. necessary. Yeah. So, uh, Nana Hala, that's going to be tough. And certainly Nana Hala has got some streams closed and, uh, not streams closed, but trails closed. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it's odd for us, Steve, cause we've been, you know, people call us, Hey, can we come fishing? And even for day trips, we're just telling people not to come
4: mm-hmm.
2: like, let's just bite the bullet here. Let's buckle down. Let's, and, and it's working It's we're flattening the curve. Um, but it, it's let, let's let's not get this privilege and right taken away from us because we can't. And, you know, we saw the last day we were opening here uh, a couple of days before the last day, somebody uh, from a hot spot. I'm not going to name the hotspot. I will. I will. OK, so it's from Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> this guy comes in the shop from Brooklyn. Cuomo is and um, Anastasio had already pour, put out there, whatever the mayor's name What's the mayor. De Blasio. De Blasio, that's it. Big Bird. <laughs> he, so they they had already put out the do not travel, stay at home order. And this dude walks into the shop.
1: And Bobby, Bobby said, everybody just took a step back. Oh, we, It no. got quiet and everybody <laughs> took a step back. He first said, I'm from New York. And we were all like, took our step yeah. back. And then I he walked away for a second to look at something. And I was like, when you say New York, do you mean New York proper or like upstate New York? And he was like, oh, I'm from Brooklyn. Like, yeah, like that's and then what we were all saying. like. Uh, you know, you're supposed to quarantine. Hey, yo, I'm from ground zero. I, I, I did, I did, I, I, I quarantined for seven days. Seven days. That's well, exactly so, what he said. Seven days.
2: Affirmation for us, you know, we, we've we had a lot of people that look you get when you go.
4: <laughs> let's, yeah.
2: let's see if we could. I don't know if that'll end up reading that look you get when you walk in and take <laughs> a CG fly shot bragging.
1: Oh, <laughs> Back home in New York, oh, there he is. Oh so, my
0: heavens, that's hilarious! <laughs> so uh,
1: it's back—it's backwards on Facebook. It, yeah, I don't realize <laughs> that. Yeah. But um, you have to use your mirror to read it. So
2: the—it's uh <laughs> it's the last day the governor's stay-at-home order goes into effect at five p.m. on this Monday. I forget what date it was—twenty-seventh, maybe thirtieth.
1: Okay, so the day that we're we'll living in, Atlanta. we have a
2: family that comes in from a suburb of Atlanta and says, "Yeah, you know, we got a second home over here in Whittier. We we came up. We've been up here for three days and." You know, we just really needed to get out of the house. And, I mean, second homeowners, they pay taxes. They, that's fine. Come on up. But let's make sure you're obeying the local laws. Bobby says, well, you know you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days before you come into a shop like this. <laughs> yeah, we don't care.
1: Yeah, we did it for three days is what they said. We did it for, we three, did it for days. three days. We're good. We don't have it. so.
2: And it's just like – so with, with that kind of sentiment, it's like as as a member of this community – we cannot justify remaining open and 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 basically encouraging that type of bait cuz they were just out to peruse downtown it wasn't like they were looking for they weren't looking for goods. essential
1: items yeah um they were just killing time yeah and so it it really it, it honestly it
2: it kind of i mean i'm i'm a big enough man i can say it hurt my feelings
4: hmm.
2: that they just had a a nonchalant attitude about it it was i just think it was kind of disrespectful yeah you know, and it's, oh, oh we're, we live far enough away from Atlanta. No, 30 minutes from Atlanta, you Atlanta. Yeah. Like, let's be clear. That's Atlanta. That's a lot of people. So, uh, and we love our friends from Atlanta. We love you, Steve.
3: Well, you know, Miami. <laughs> he's from Noonan. Miami. Noonan. I, I actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I live, I live in a rural area of Coweta County.
1: That's right. And he's 45 minutes. That's outside Atlanta.
3: I live like four miles from the Heard County line. How
2: far are you from the, the Atlanta Motor Speedway? An hour. North or south? West. Okay. I'm
3: 22 miles from the Alabama. But they state still
2: place. call it at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah. And it's an hour out of town. Yeah. Well, so it, you, Atlanta? If
3: you're within 50 <laughs> miles of Atlanta, everybody says. Exactly. <laughs> but anyhow. Sorry, I digress. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Lost my train of thought.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you were saying. Long either. John Silvers. <laughs> R. Arr, arr. Sorry, Steve. Are you ready to order?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, uh, I had to go to Lowe's the other day. Yeah. So I got on my Georgia Tech t shirt.
1: Oh, I bet you got some looks. No,
3: I changed before. I <laughs> Go cats. And I put on my Tucker CG Fly Shop hat. Nice, nice. <laughs> and
1: yeah. the, they're all saying that's that dang guide from down there on the no, road. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, yeah, they skunked
3: again. Yeah. But uh, no, what I was going to say is Miami became, they, it exploded there like overnight. And yeah. what happened was they have a huge New York population down there for the winter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah i hadn't and, thought about that and they're back and forth <clears> yeah and uh they attribute that to the spread in miami and mm-hmm. south florida i mean it's travel
2: it, uh, ultimately it's, it's travel birds and, and yeah.
3: the death rate is so high because there's a large retiree population mm-hmm. yeah
1: there. yeah the age is and, definitely a little higher
3: and those are the people going back and forth to New yeah York. yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I, I will say steve's been here for several weeks that's right. He, Steve, he has Steve, done, he's Steve, done his time. Steve has been here. Steve has very rarely <laughs> left his ha, left his house. Every time uh, I drive there, by so, Steve's
2: house on North River Road, he's on the roof. Yeah, there you So, go. so
0: Steve, Steve uh, practices the rules there for sure. So. But
3: all good things must come to the end. I've got to go back to the leper colony tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> do you really you gotta yeah, go yeah i'll call and well, ch- i'm glad we caught you i'll call and check in every couple of days yeah. and let you guys know how i'm doing but,
2: uh, that's
1: right well you're not <laughs> in the leper colony you're you're outside of the i'm atlanta. way west <laughs> you're but way out there you gotta go to the leper
3: colony i, I met know. i met a professor from western over here at innovation one night and uh we got to talking and he said where are you from i said atlanta and he's like bs and i'm like He said, nobody's from Atlanta. Where are you from? Yeah. I said, well, I'm from Noonan, Georgia. Noonan, Georgia. He said, I grew up in Whitesburg, which is like 10 miles away, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was one of those things where everybody just assumes you're you're from Atlanta just because you live close to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm in West Georgia and the county line is like i could throw a rock hit the county line and herd county has no cases of COVID right now. no kidding so the population density where i'm at is about like it is here yeah yeah now i gotta roll up my window when i come through the big city but <laughs> but uh
2: he does that anyways though <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey make sure the vent's not on it's on circulate <laughs>
0: that's right that research people that's the button that that'll probably be your quickest trip going. through
1: atlanta yeah. to date because there's probably not hardly any cars you know, it's, out
3: it's 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 a weird situation it's a totally different world up here when it comes to this virus thing when you're not subjected to it when you don't have friends that have been diagnosed yeah you get complacent you know
2: oh interesting
3: we just see we all, our exposure to it up here is what we see on the news yeah yeah but down there you actually have acquaintances that are in the hospital yeah and uh
1: I don't know. My wife works at the hospital when she tells me about walking through the zipper thunderhead curtain, as they call it.
3: Well, I would
1: like sits home a little bit.
3: I went to the dentist like two days before I came up here. So I go in there and they've got on like hazmat suits, full body suits with the booties, the head nets, the face shield, the mask, the rubber gloves. And I'm like, hey, this this must be real. Yeah. <laughs> well, she told me, she said, this is the last day we're open. We're gonna be here every Wednesday for emergency dental procedures, only yeah. emergencies. We're donating all of our protective equipment to the local hospital. Mm. They've asked for it. Wow. So yeah. so d- yeah, down there, it's, it's totally different. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, I go like I can go in Lowe's up here. I'm about the only one with a mask on. Now, yeah. it, it's it's gotten better today.
2: I was the only one with not a didn't have
4: a mask. I was gonna
3: say it's gotten better this yeah. week. Last week, I was the only one with a mask on. This week there was more people. Yeah. But uh, you go down around the metro area, everybody's got on mask. Yeah. <laughs> and I hadn't been down there in a little over two weeks, so I can only imagine now. It's yeah. You know, I
2: heard um, speaking of Lowe's, and and we'll we'll wrap up here shortly. But I was in line checking out at Lowe's, and I hear a guy behind me say, "Yeah, y'all got a Costco around here, don't you?"
0: <laughs> Red flag. You ain't from around here, are you? <laughs>
2: uh yeah, he didn't do his quarantine and yeah, I mean some people are renting these Airbnbs for 30 days getting around this yeah. 28-day rule and
3: Well, you know. I I got out of town. I, there was it was on a Wednesday. They said that the governor of Georgia was going to uh thank all s- the sponsors. S- he was going <laughs> to sign a stay at home order on Friday afternoon. So Thursday afternoon i went and bought my groceries loaded the car up Mm -hmm. came up thursday evening yeah because i didn't know if they were going to block the state line yeah that yeah
2: i'm surprised they Um, haven't put the state troopers out No, i
3: had all my documentation to show i was a homeowner you know and and, and I had my two weeks worth of groceries in the back, and the dog was with me. We
1: saw the uh, the county out at the coast, Dare County, which Ooh. is Hatteras. Ooh, they yes. won't let they won't let part time residents on. Yes, and, they, and they've actually got a community that. lawsuit yes. against yes. the county now. I heard yeah. about that. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, if you pay taxes, you should be able to come in. Well, that's that's kind of where they're at with that too. So yeah, we'll, that's because so I've, uh, I've
2: wondered about this. You know, they're they're collecting taxes, property taxes on this population, uh, but we're not building. Infrastructure based on that population. If yeah. they're here, you know, so like our hospitals are not built to the size they should be based no, on that population. No, it's true. Population. That
1: census that you fill out right now, if you live in South Carolina, you're going to fill it out that you live in South Carolina, not yeah. Jackson County. Yeah, well, well, so we
2: got a lot of people here right now. Maybe we'll fill it out for here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it,
0: no, it's it's very misleading numbers. That's that's very. We'll, true. we'll, well, we'll t- get another congressional district. Take, yeah.
3: uh-huh. take for example the college. You know, during the summer, there's not anybody yeah. here. Then all of a sudden September, you got ten thousand more residents.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, put a strain on. Then, yeah. That's when we quit going to Walmart.
4: <laughs>
0: you know that. So, so the positives before we wrap this up here with with everything that's going on, I think my my belief is we'll come out stronger on the other side. That's right. We're, we're going to learn a lot from this, and and hopefully be prepared for something like this that will happen sooner, I think, rather than later. Um, on the fishing standpoint there's not as many fishing you, you don't yeah, have the college right. students uh you know with all the colleges
3: and they did stock last week they, they did
0: stock and um <clears throat> but your national park is, is closed you start looking at these things when it opens you better be ready to come following what the guidelines are in place so when you come it's going to be good it, it's going to oh, be yeah. probably better than good There'll be some big fish in the Nantahala. this it's going to be real interesting uh because at, at this point here uh, depending on how things go, those delayed harvest waters may, you, you know. That's right. It, it may not get hit, you know, that first Saturday in June or something like it normally would. Bloody yeah. Saturday. You well, know, we, we man, don't there's, know.
2: there's so many positives. If, if, if we had been all systems go guiding like crazy, uh, my mom had a health care emergency this weekend. Uh, I had to rush her to the ER. If I'd have been on the water, I wouldn't have been there to help her yeah. and and help my dad out. So it's like. You know, there's ways of looking at all this, yeah, and absolutely. couldn't have, certainly couldn't have bagged my first gobbler there Saturday morning either. That's right, so, man. Did he yelp, 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 He did, yo, yo. I shot him yo, in the yo. head, and broke his feet. Did you do yo, yo.
1: <laughs> hey, So before we go it? here, one other positive I'm going to let Dale talk about this is oh, the yeah. online stores back up and going. Yeah. So all right, so do, do the plug for that. Go to
2: www.tuckflyshop.com/shop. Uh, yeah, so from the homepage, we've got, uh, it's on the button menu there across the top, shop online. And we've also, uh, for, for anybody that needs readers, we've got a big button that says shop online too.
0: So that's Shannon's wearing his readers. 2.5s uh, <laughs> and they're not big enough anymore. <laughs> I'm getting worse quick dude, man. Worse. So there is. Um, you got any of
2: those flat bill hats? Oh, they're on there. Uh, you can be the yeah. flat bill moth if you the, want to. The, the flat bills <laughs> are on there. So we, we do have, um, I think at last count, there's 34 different products on there and different colors within those products. Um, and it's very raw. And so when I say that, it's like a lot of these are pictures that I've just taken from my phone. Uh, some of them I've been able to grab from manufacturers um, but and, and vendors. But, you know, we, we want you to be able to continue to shop with us, and we certainly appreciate your support there. Um, we've had several orders going out um, daily and and thank you for that support it, it really does mean a lot um but yeah click on there uh peruse it i'm going to continue to um add products to it daily and polish it daily um also going to try to make it easier to um navigate right now it's just all our products on one page and and that's turning into chaos right now but I, there's a, there's a learning curve here and i'm trying to to make it where there's collections in there and then you click on the collection to see, okay, what waiting boots have they got. Let me just click on the waiting boot button and then I can see all the different waiting boots but not see the uh the high and dry shake right beside the waiting boots. So uh bear with us on that. But uh certainly you can still purchase um
1: you can still purchase gift cards uh for trips, guided trips to be determined. Um And we probably are gonna try to start some raffles maybe next week yep. where where we do some larger items or some what would you call it? Like a little set? Maybe it's a fly box and some yeah, some and combos stuff. and things. Um, but uh, that'll be something where you know maybe it's a ten dollar or twenty dollar buy in, and there's so many tickets, and once we sell all the tickets, somebody's name gets pulled. And that'll be pulled. That'll be
2: uh, per- those tickets will be purchased in that web store.
1: Yeah, we'll be able to do that so, online. So make sure um,
2: go in there and just check it out. You know, social
1: distancing at its finest.
2: That's it, man. And it, iron sharpens iron. I mean, this is a hard time, and we're having to do some hard work, and and. Relearn this e-commerce we're thing. Build we've a done drive before. up window soon. We we've done the e-commerce thing before. We're gonna do it again. And and we're finding this time it's actually a lot easier. It's amazing what two years has done for technology and, and, and e com. So but do go check that out, dot slash shop. Cool. And it's
0: well. just you can go to tuckflyshop.com dot com and navigate that way as well. There it is. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. A, I'm not a backslash person.
1: <laughs> he doesn't know where that's on the keyboard. I'm
0: a forward slash you're
2: ready. <laughs> or or if you're like Bobby, Siri doesn't get it right sometimes. That's right, man. Tuckflyshop.com.
1: I dictate everything into my phone.
2: Forward slash so. SHOP.
1: Yeah. Well, we appreciate Steve coming out, hanging out for a I little bit. It. I hate you got to go back to, to Georgia. But well, Steve, you look relaxed, man. It was good for you to be here for a month. Thanks for coming in and sitting with us. Sure. I I we'll, s- we'll
2: have you back once you do your next quarantine. All right. And... uh I, I tell y'all unless, sneak peek. unless he breaks the stuff. Uh, Steve. <laughs> Steve Yeah way to go. Break the mic there. Dude, man. Steve, that'll be available for purchase <laughs> on the online store later too. <laughs> the um uh Steve has got some amazing Traffic stories about North River Road and water rescues. <laughs> yes. So he's well, got well, a lot of good stories. Steve's, he does amazing storyteller too, man. Great job. I, I um,
0: skirted past a lot of them because I don't know what line to go up to. But, well, that, that's yeah, what I was Dad's, wondering. I'm kind of. We might have to talk to him before Steve, and say, can Steve we talk about is, these items? Steve yeah. has got some interesting stories, which is it's you know we've what we've watched some uh, some championship football at Steve's house. We've eaten some pretty good food over there. Yeah. I've heard some really good stories from him and. uh <laughs> It's, uh, he, he is, he's been well-traveled. That's right. And brings, and a lot of it has to do with fishing. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, so. Oh, a good can... one would be, uh your uh, your trip to africa too oh, that'd yeah. be a really good oh, one yeah, to I do just one podcast about yeah, yeah. i'm sure a ton of people would love to hear about that
0: africa yeah. fishing in alaska yeah you know yeah, that's so that's another one i can, I can
2: hear the, the the teaser join us next time
1: as we hear about the bald eagle and coco the cat
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <there it> is. <laughs> so, well we
1: appreciate everybody <laughs> listening everybody stay safe stay well Practice all the guidelines, social distancing, all that good stuff. And Make sure y'all uh, fish
2: six feet apart.
1: Six feet apart. Y'all just going to get tangled up fishing just, side by side. Just use your rod. Use if you can meter. touch your buddy with your rod, you're too
2: close.
0: Well, listen, if if you can see your buddy, you're probably too close. There you go. <laughs> Trust me. There you <laughs> go. Me. Yes.
2: Well, tight lines, everybody, on uh, Facebook Live. Thanks for joining in. Stay safe, and uh, we'll see you next time.
0: All right, folks. We appreciate you listening to the Tuck Cast with a splash of bourbon. We'll catch you on the next one.